Welcome to Around the Diamond. I am Evan Bolliger. I am Sam Edwards. And we're ready to talk some third base, talk some AL Central. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good time, and we're excited. Looking at first base, our news and notes around the league. First of all, a really fun one that, that I saw, uh, I think Bob Nightingale tweeted it. Ichiro Suzuki, 45 years old. Yeah. He's not playing this year. He's retiring, but he's going to play in the opening series for the Mariners in Japan, in which Japan. is awesome. That would be great. Comes into camp, 7% body fat, lowest on the team, <laughs> which I just thought was hilarious. Yeah, that's um, great. <laughs> Ichiro's awesome. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just thought that was worth sharing. Yeah, yeah. Some other news and notes around the league. Aaron Nola and Luis Severino from the Yankees. Both got four-year extensions. Um, I think both cut out at least one year of free agency, which is nice. They're both around $40, $45 million, so you got a good control right there. I know the Twins also got a lot of extensions with a lot of their young players, and that's also pretty cool. They're locking up some guys. Hopefully everybody continues to uh, lock people up, and we don't have to see them flounder in free agency. Yeah. Another um, deal getting struck. Mike Moustakis is back in Milwaukee for a season, mm-hmm. which is awesome to see. He fits in really well there. Yep. Good presence in their clubhouse. So hopefully they'll be back in contention in the NL. Yeah. Another note, CC Sabathia has uh, announced that he's going to retire after this season as a Yankee, which, I mean, he deserves. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, no doubt. Had really good seasons with the Indians, Brewers. He's, he's a great player. He's finally going out on a good note, hopefully. Yeah, and last but not least, Bryce Harper. We finally have a little bit of news on him. It seems like he's going to Philly. Yeah, It's not a done deal yet, but things are heating up. So hopefully we see Harper in a Philadelphia Phillies uniform. And actually another note that I just now saw on my phone. Yeah. Extension talks have begun between the Red Sox and their ace, Chris Sale. Nice. Uh, they've had some private conversations, mm-hmm. according to Bleacher Report. Yeah. So hopefully the Sox can lock him up yeah. and get their ace for a long time to come. Mm-hmm. Second base, we have our third baseman rankings. Top 10. Number 10, not number 1. <laughs> Starting at the bottom. Number 10, I have Mike Moustakis. Mm-hmm. He had a 315 on base percentage, which is pretty low. Yeah. But slugged 459, plays great defense. Hit 95 RBIs, 28 home runs. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt he deserved to be in there number 10 over some of the guys that didn't play at all, like Josh Donaldson. Oh, hey. Well, uh, funny you say that. My number 10 is Josh Donaldson. I had 
Decent defense, not as bad as I think some people thought he did. You see a lot of highlights, and he was throwing a lot of stuff away. He actually had all right stats. Had a, had a down year because he didn't play as much and was injured. I think he'll come back with the Braves, and I think he'll have a really good season. I think he'll be all right, but until I see him back in that prime form, I'm not ready to put him on my list. I can close my eyes and see it right now. <laughs> I can feel it. My number nine, I've got Chris Bryant. Still, He missed a lot of time, too, but he did still play 100-something games. Yep. Hit 272, had 59 runs, 52 RBIs, and 13 homers. Yeah. And he's versatile. He's a great guy um, in that clubhouse, gets along with everybody. He's a good leader. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm still putting him there. At his best, he's going to be a top three, possibly top two. So yeah. I had to put him on. Yeah. Number nine, I got Eduardo Escobar. Somebody who I don't think gets enough credit. Had 23 bombs, had 84 RBIs. Decent average at 272. Got traded halfway through the season. Still played decent. Had a really good season. I think it's going to be interesting seeing how much of a role he plays with the Diamondbacks because they have Jake Lamb coming back at third. That's true. They have a gold glove shortstop in Nick Ahmed. Mm -hmm. And then they have a pretty decent second baseman that maybe is going to move to the the outfield and Kettle Marte. So maybe he moves to the outfield and Escobar plays second. I don't know. I think Escobar is playing third and I think Lamb is going to get moved at first. Really? Yeah. But traded it. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I guess there is room to do that if Lamb can play first, which is a pretty easy position. Right. So hopefully that works out. Yeah. We got number eight. Number eight, I have Travis Shaw, Mm -hmm. the mayor of Ding Dong City. (laughs) The man raked. He hit 32 home runs. Yeah, wow. And he was a runner-up for the Gold Glove. So even with a little bit worse average, I felt he deserved to be a top 10 third baseman. Mm. Miguel Andahar is my number eight pick. He had 27 bombs, 92 RBIs, decent season, not very good defensively, but with his offense, I think he deserved to be. Him and Rafael Devers are the two worst defensive third basemen in baseball. Yeah, pretty much, but Devers is getting better. Who do you got? I mean, Andahar is getting moved possibly. That is true. So. Either first base. His defense was pretty atrocious. That's that's why I left him off. Okay. Wow, you left him off your list. Okay. Yeah. Number seven, I have Justin Turner. Mm Mm-hmm. Had some great stats. He yep. got on base a lot. Had a 406 on base, a 518 slugging percentage. Yep. But he just was hurt. He missed time. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have the, the counting stats to really keep up with the rest of top Probably. seven. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I had him seven, not any higher than that. Yep, I had him seven as well. Uh, decent season. I think he'll just be better. Yeah, if, if he can stay healthy, he'll be a lot better. He'll yeah. be possibly top five. Right. Six, I have Matt Chapman. There you go. The AL Gold Glove winner. He's basically a mini Nolan, mini Nolan Arenado. He plays some, he makes some of the most insane throws I've seen. Yep. And he hit for a lot of power. He hit 24 homers. Yeah. Had 100 runs, an 8.2 war, which actually is the highest among the third baseman on my list. Yeah. So he's been really impressive. He's still young. He has a ton of potential. Mm-hmm. So we'll see him continue to climb the list, I think. Yeah, I wasn't sure how high to put him up um, just with the defense. I don't know how. I wasn't sure how high to put him, and his offense was also really good. Um, just not as good as some of the other people that are higher than him. Yeah, um, I could have put him higher. I don't know. I don't know how to, you know, defense is such a, something that it's so hard to calculate. But, you know, yeah. What are you going to do? All right. Number five, I got Anthony Rendon. Great season with the Nationals, 24 bombs, 308 average, 
374 on base. Really good season. Not great defensively from the stats I saw. He's been good in the past, but we'll see. We'll see what he does this coming season. Yeah, and the stats you saw is just defensive run safe. You haven't looked at anything which else. Is, which is like a decent number. The voters for the Rawlings Gold Glove do look at every stat for defense, <laughs> and they actually had him as a runner-up for Did the they? third base award. Really? Which, of course, he's not going to win when Nolan Arenado's in the NL. Obviously. Email. So, runner-up, he's a top three defensive third baseman. Him and Travis Shaw were the two runners-up to Nolan. He's really good, Rendon. I have him four, and I have uh, Eugenio Suarez from the Reds, five. Suarez had more home runs, mm-hmm. had slightly more RBIs. Ten more home runs. Slightly, slightly more RBIs, but had a worse average, a worse on base, a worse slugging, a worse war, and less runs. So, as good as Suarez is, Rendon is slightly better. We'll see what they do this coming season, so you can look at the average on base slugging and say he's not going to do as well, but he did hit ten more bombs. That's, that's worth it to me. It's not to me. Especially with the defensive differences. He ranked all right. He was average or both. Defense or above. Saved. That, and that's it. Saved. That's the only stat you looked at. That's all you need to. Not really. Yeah. Especially for third base. What do you want to look at? Fielding percentage? UZR, RZR. UZR. Those are better for infielders. Okay, all right. Number three, Alex Bregman. Really good season with the division-winning Houston Astros. Alex Bregman, man, what a killer year. 31 bombs, 103 RBIs, ridiculously high on base, 394, and a 532 slugging percentage. Also had 10 stolen bases, just to throw that in there, and led the league in doubles with 51. Yeah, I have him three as well. Him and my number two, Jose Ramirez, were the two runners up to Matt Chapman in gold glove. Yeah. But Ramirez hit more home runs, slightly had slightly more runs in RBIs, and 24 more steals. A better slugging percentage, yeah. slightly worse average and on base percentages, but the dude's really good. <laughs> yeah. So Ramirez slightly is better than Bregman for me. I agree. He's he's my number two as well. Really good season with the Indians. Also has some versatility. Could play at second base for you. He's a really good player and almost hit my number one, but he didn't. Yeah. Number one, we both have Nolan. Absolutely. Um, Nolan Arenado. Probably my favorite highlights to watch. Yep. The dude is a machine at third base. Yep. Even just watching him recently, a clip from spring training, yeah. I just get lost <laughs> looking at him. The dude's incredible. Yeah, I think he had a worse statistical year than Ramirez, yeah. but with his track record, his defense, and the fact that he's improved every single season, yeah. you can't you can't put Nolan behind anyone. Yeah, he had better defense, and he also had a better average and a better slugging than, than Ramirez, um, and I think he's a better player. Yeah. I would obviously agree with that. Third base. We've got some AL Central predictions, Mm -hmm. some analysis. Who do you have number? It is the worst division in baseball. (laughs) Who do you have number five? Number five. This is really the only place we can disagree. It's really the only place we're ever going to have any discussion. I have the Tigers, number five. Really? They're, They're just crappy. They're crappy. I think Miguel Cabrera will have an all right year. Castellanos will have an R.A. year offensively. He's horrible in right field. I don't know why they're having him there. And then everything else is just empty spot after empty spot. You can hope Michael Fulmer has a decent season, but I think they should just trade him, to be honest. Tigers suck. The Tigers and the Royals both suck. They do. I have the Royals five, even though I love some of their young talent. I love Whit Merrifield. Mm -hmm. Love Brett Phillips in the outfield. Yep. Like uh, Adalberto Mondesi. Yep. And I like a couple of their pitching pieces, but I think... They overachieved with Keller and Jacob Junis. Hmm. The Tigers, I like Matthew Boyd. 
Yeah. Jordan Zimmerman is going to be like their five starter. He's yeah. not very good though. Right, Michael right. Fulmer hopefully is healthy. Mm-hmm. Castellanos rakes. If Cabrera is healthy, that's a good addition. Yeah, I like uh, Nico Goodrum. Kobe Jones is a great center fielder, one mm. of the best defensively. Uh, defensively, and Mikey Matuk can hit okay. Yeah, I think the star power the Royals have the edge with their yeah. young guys, yeah, but but field. I think the Tigers have a more complete team. They have less holes. Okay. I, I Both will suck. Both will suck. I think Royals' bullpen also is a plus. They've added on a couple of guys on my yeah. big deals. Um, I think their depth is not bad, especially for a crappy team. Mm-hmm. Um, especially looking back at like the Reds that just don't have any depth at all, which just really sucks, mm-hmm. um, especially in the infield. Yeah, their yeah. outfield depth is a Royals just had enough depth in the bullpen and enough star players like Whit Merrifield and Salvador Perez. I, I had to put him higher. And I also think Danny Duffy will have a better season than he did this mm. past year. Who we got number three? I think the top three is pretty clear cut. We'll yeah. see if you agree. Oh, yeah. I have the White Sox. Yep. They got Yonder Alonso and John Jay. Mm-hmm. But their young players aren't there yet. Kopech, Michael Kopech, their star he's young out. pitcher, is out with Tommy John. Which really sucks. Yeah. He's a really exciting player. He's going to be really good, I think, even after the surgery. But. Yep. Yeah, they just don't have the pieces right now. Eloy Jimenez is coming up, and I'm sure he'll be great, yep. but they're just not ready yet to compete with the Twins and Indians. Right. They still got players like Jose Abreu, and you got Kelvin Herrera <laughs> at that bullpen, so that bullpen will be much improved, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, just not good enough to, to crack that division, that weak, weak division. Yeah. Um, number two, I have the Minnesota Twins. Same here. I like the Minnesota Twins a lot. I like, like we talked about last one. I really like Rocco Bedelli as their manager. I just don't. They're, they're not good enough to beat the Indians yet. The Indians have such good players that I just I and such good pitching. It's mainly the pitching. yeah their rotation. Twins. I think the Indians probably have the best rotation in baseball. I think there are a couple teams that are close with them, like yep. the Nationals and the Red Sox and yep. the Mets. Mm-hmm. But Corey Kluber, Carlos Carrasco, Trevor Bauer, yep. Mike Clevenger. Yep. Shane Bieber. Yeah, yeah. That's a very stacked rotation. Yeah. The Indians are still my number one. Clear number one. Especially with Lindor and Ramirez coming back. Right. Even with trading away Edwin. Yeah. And losing Jan Gomes. Mm-hmm. They have enough star power to still win the division. Yeah. Because like we said, it's the worst in baseball. It's right. the easiest division to win. Mm-hmm. And it's the reason that the playoffs should be reseeded. Okay. Well, let's not get our opinions on here. Um, no. <laughs> I, they also got Jake Bowers, the young first baseman. Um, I think he'll be decent. Last time we discussed Jake Bowers, you were very low on him. He's a young guy and could get just, extremely could just get better, low on he him. He hasn't had great stats in the minors, and that's why I was down on him. They don't have much of an outfield at this point. I don't know. Oh, it's they're, terrible. They're, I don't know if they're going to sign somebody or what what they're doing. I like Greg Allen's potential. Yeah. Bradley Zimmer, if he can stay healthy, will be a contributing starter. Mm-hmm. But they have no star outfielders. Yeah, they lost Michael Brantley. We'll see what happens. They still got a good enough to, uh, rotation to win the division, though. Yeah, they will. All right, last but not least, heading home. Mm-hmm. Got some questions from our listeners. All right. Number one, mm-hmm. who are some of your breakout candidates for this season? Um, Somebody who, I mean, I love this guy, and I don't know if he's going to be a breakout candidate. I mean, I, you could choose the entire Twins team if you wanted to, but uh, no, I'm going to pick a catcher, uh, Wellington Castillo. Had a not great season this past season. I, he's I was pretty terrible, if he, I remember. Not great. He still hits for power. He's not great defensively, but he, he hits really well, especially for a catcher in these days. 
And I think, uh, I, I mean, I would have hoped that, like, the Sox could have traded for him, you know, get a decent I really don't, catcher. I don't think he's that great. You've been high on him for a couple years. He can hit 20 he had, bombs. He had one good year Not so many far. Not catchers can hit 20 bombs. Obviously, last episode, I talked about Tiki Toussaint a lot. I yep. really love him. Yeah. I also really like Byron Buxton, but I wouldn't really call him a breakout candidate because he's kind of well, been a star. If he had a whole season, yeah, he'd be doing really well. We'll see if he can stay healthy, if he can put things mm-hmm. together. I like him a lot, though. I really like Michael Franco. Mm. And then my last one, yeah, which is one of our favorites, and I think this isn't really a hot take, no. but Rafael Devers. Mm. I expect him to have a huge year. He's just going to get better. Yeah. He's 21, mm-hmm. 22. 22. He was clutch in the playoffs. Yeah. He is not afraid of anybody. Yeah. And he's done a little bit of training with J.D. Martinez. So yeah. we'll see if he has a big year. I, he could hit 30 bombs. I mean. Yeah. And, and if his defense improves at least a little bit. Get us back to average. Like, yeah. Get us better than, you know, one of the worst in baseball. And then, I mean, he's just going to add that much more value. Plus, that smile is infectious. It is. The smile of a 13-year-old. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, next question we've got. Who are you picking for Rookie of the Year in each league? <sighs> See, it's so tough because I don't know prospects well enough. There's um, there's big names right. that everybody likes. It's right. just who you like more. Exactly. Which I think we agree for AL. Vlad Jr. Vlad Jr. is definitely... I mean, Vlad Jr. is going to be electric. He's going to be so much fun to watch. The only thing on the Blue Jays that is worth watching at this point, unless like Marcus Stroman has a good year, but Vlad Jr. is going to be really cool. Really yeah. cool to watch. And Same in the, swing NL, in the NL, I'm going to take Fernando Tatis Jr. from the Padres. I think he'll have a decent season. He'll have an opening in, with the Padres especially, and I think they're going to cultivate those young players um, and give them playing time, which will be clutch for him. Yeah, I agree with you on both. I like both those guys a lot, and I also think that a dark horse, yeah, which he really shouldn't be, he's really good, mm-hmm. but Forrest Whitley mm. should creep into that Astros rotation, yeah, because they lost Charlie Morton, That's true. McCullers had surgery, so he's not pitching, mm-hmm. and they might not be keeping Dallas Keuchel, right. so I think Forrest Whitley, if he's good in spring, will sneak into the rotation, I think he could be really good, but yeah. I'm still picking Vlad Jr., yeah. Forrest Whitley, yeah, I mean, their rotation is not super deep at this point for the Astros. And they got Wade Miley as their number four. Yeah, but who knows if he's going to repeat That's true. what he did last year. He, he has Jones. sucked in the past. Yeah. Yeah, Josh Jones, or Josh James. I Josh think. James, that's what Josh James should get the nod. He has major league experience now. He could be the starter. So, yeah, he could also be pretty good. I don't so know if he would be eligible for... for a rookie of the year. But. I'm keeping my eye open for, I mean, starters for the Astros for fantasy, seeing yeah. what players are going to actually crack the rotation and get some innings. Yeah. Which will be cool. They should be very good again. Yeah. I think they're going to take a little bit of a step back, though. Yeah. But, Still in the division. All right, last question. Yeah. What is your favorite ballpark tradition? Now, I'm no way a professional. Because I've only been to one major league stadium. Pretty sad. I I have not gotten around at all, um, which is basically my life at this point. No, um, but you know you gotta love Sweet Carolina Fenway. I don't know. It's what I grew up with. It's what I love. I, yeah, you can't get by it. I I love it every time. Even if they're losing the game, it's just it's everybody standing up singing this song. It's it's great. Yeah, I love it too. I think it's interesting that a lot of people that aren't Red Sox fans hate it. Really, think it's tacky. But that and the wave when you're there. Obviously, we're biased because yeah. we're Sox fans, yeah. but 
when you're there, it's just, there's no feeling like it. Oh, no. You just kind of get lost in it. Yep. And especially with the environment Fenway has, it's an awesome tradition. Yeah. I'd love to get to Wrigley for taking me out to the ball game. It yeah. seems like they do it just in a great way. Yeah. And, I mean, I've been to a Yankees game, I've been to a Nationals game, and I've mm-hmm. been to a Rays game. Yeah. None of them really had, like, awesome traditions. Yeah. But I'm sure there are some out there for other teams, but obviously Sweet Caroline just feels so special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've got to pick that. Yeah. Dirty water, I mean, at the end of the game, oh, yeah. that's just, you hear that sound, you know it was a win. It was great, you know? Such a good feeling. It is. All right. Thank you for listening. Is that is that it? Did we have that is questions? everything we've got for today. My goodness. Well, thank you for listening to our fourth episode. This is, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see if we, uh, yeah. we keep doing this. That's <laughs> yeah, been really fun. We're hoping yeah. to keep some listeners, gain some new ones. Right, right. So thank you for your time. Remember to follow us. At Around Pod on Twitter. Yep. At Around the Diamond Pod on Instagram. Yeah. Follow us, Sam Edwards and Evan Bolliger. Yeah. And we'll see you next time on Around the Diamond.